Hello, and welcome to episode 22 of the Brannigan Communications Podcast. I am your host, Grace Gregg, and I am here joined with Sally Brannigan and Rebecca Kanya. And today we are going to be talking about soft skills and their importance. Um, some the reason, part, One of the reasons why this topic got brought up was because this is something that you guys recently presented on. Um, it's also something I think that we talk about a lot in the office and how it's attached to emotional intelligence and how enhancing your soft skills can help emotional intelligence, right? So um, I guess for anyone out there who doesn't fully have an understanding of what soft skills may be, the way that I think of them is being hard skills are what you do and soft skills are how you do it. Mm, um, that's good. I like that. Yeah. So, going back to emotional intelligence, I guess, could you guys, could someone explain why that's even important in the first place? I think it's like you said, Grace, it's about how you do it. And so much of the outcome of whatever you're trying to do in work or in your personal life has to do with how you got there, how people perceive you, what your capabilities are, but then also like how you are to be around and how that affects other people. I think many soft skills in business fall under the kind of thing that makes other people's work life easier or projects and capabilities for them possible. What you do impacts all of that. So what are some soft skills, excuse me, that you find most important to own or master in our industry? Well, when we did the presentation, we broke it down into four kind of categories. Um, I think one of the basic ones that's different between um, different demographics, so it can be different if you are young in your career versus more established because you grew up in a different time. Um, those kind of things like presentation skills fall in that category to me. Um, like how you dress and how you interact in the workplace, how formal you are. I feel like our culture has gotten less formal with the advent of social media and um, a more kind of our personal life bleeds into our work life more and there's so many great things that come out of that. But sometimes the management at a client or even within your own workplace is of a different demographic and then what seems perfectly reasonable in terms of presentation for one demographic is not doesn't feel that way to the management and often those are decision makers so then this gets to your promotability and your ability to be successful in a wide range of um, client meetings and um, presentations. It's, it's pretty important. Um, yeah, I mean I agree with everything that Sally said and I think it's also, yeah, those, you know, non-tangibles, um, you know, in our industry, adaptability uh, and being able to communicate. And I mean, obviously, communications industry communication is <laughs> vital. Um, but just being able to handle different situations and being able to um, be flexible and you know go from one scenario to another. So you mentioned social media being a big part of why maybe there is like a generation disconnect. Um, what, are there any other things that come to mind when you think about why maybe our generation lacks certain soft skills that 
were more came more naturally to your generation? I don't know if I'd even phrase it that way, like your generation lacks them. I feel like we have different soft skills. So the um, the even within something like being direct in the workplace, that is even different from generation to generation and from personality to personality. But I feel like the soft skills kind of go over the top of that. It's an overlay of trying to consider what will make um, getting the work done easier for the people around you. The real, the specifics that fall under presentation that we had talked about are um, things like your personal brand, coming across polished and professional, paying attention to what your audience is going to be. Uh, one of our clients labels their dress code within their company as um, dress for your day which I think is great because that requires you to think about what am I doing today? If you're going to a client meeting, you should probably dress differently than a casual day at your office. But those kind of things didn't used to have to be um, written out or nailed down because everybody dressed at a certain level of professional dress all the time. Now I feel like it's great. There's a lot more um, kind of creative and loose relationship between people, especially when you're dressed down. And that culture is really one of the best things about Brannigan, is a culture of friendship within the workplace. But the soft skill of knowing when you have to take it up a notch and how to do that in a way that is comfortable for a wide range of clients and coworkers. That's important, like no yoga pants at a client meeting or no spaghetti straps in a, when you're going to somebody else's office. Um, just what seems basic, but if you get pretty casual in the workplace and have a really good working session and working dynamic, it can get, um, I think, the lines blur. And it's good to, to remember. Assess it before you leave the house. Yes. Yeah, no, I definitely, that's important. But I like that you said, you know, having a more casual maybe atmosphere allows you to build your brand, brand right? But also abiding to the soft skill of like knowing how to pre like presentation helps you build your brand of being a professional. So I think they're so closely tied and it's always a good reminder, right? To talk about this. <laughs> I think many of them cross all industries. Right. Rebecca, you probably have the actual list that we used. It had things like, like keep your desk neat, be on time. Uh, that concept that somebody within our office articulated so well. Don't let the small things like be on time and being right. properly well, be prepared, but and being prepared. You know, bringing you know the essentials with you. You know. Don't show up at a meeting without, you know, a pen and paper, um, you know, because if you have to go back after a meeting and ask a ton of questions about what you were meeting on, well then, you know, I think that's also kind of active listening too. If you're, you know, there, then you should be paying attention. But I guess, so my question is how might that differ than maybe if you're in a different industry? Because I think having a neat desk can help you in all industries, right? That's always helpful to just stay organized. But are there any that you think are like very specific to communications? Yeah, I don't think so. I think soft skills really kind of cross every industry, um, you know, and those are things that you, you know, I mean, a lot of it's common sense, but a lot of it, you 
acquire over time, like through experience too. I think being in the workplace, you know, um, but whether you work in a coffee shop or you work in, you know, a public relations or communications firm, um, you want to be able to engage with your customer, your client, and, you know, do it in a professional manner. So, I mean, I think that's you know, something across, that you can... across all the workplaces, you don't want this controllable small stuff to be your downfall. Like, no matter what your job, there will be challenges that you can't anticipate mm-hmm. and that you can't work ahead to um, make them easy but these are things you can um you can control so um time management was the other thing i feel like especially when you're in a deadline driven uh that might be something that is specific to our field but i feel like it's really important especially in our office and with as fast moving as our work tends to be that you need to be you need to manage your time and think ahead to how your time management and the schedule you're keeping affects your coworkers and clients. Because if your deadline is tomorrow and you're working on it today, but you still have to get somebody's review and buy off within your office, well, that's not that's not actually time management. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. And also, like, if you if your deadline is next week and you're putting it off until later, you know, because you have so you have other things going on, or you're like, oh, I have time on that that could be affecting other people's time because other things come up that are hotter than maybe that one thing that you're working on. Shout out to episode eight on time management. If you wanna learn more about time management skills that we find important here, check out that episode. I am continually impressed with how much work we turn out timely and how um, often we get feedback from our clients that our nimbleness and our ability to deliver quickly and to shift gears if we need to, uh, how good that is. So that's something that I have little to do with, but I constantly am impressed with our abilities. I remember I was in an interview right after graduation for an agency, and they asked me what I think is more important, uh, turning something in on time or perfecting it. and. I'm I'm very timeline driven or deadline driven, excuse me. So I said, you know, turning it in on time. Um, but I was like, but what what would be the Was there a right answer? Yeah, like what's right? Like which one? They're both so important. I don't know. Um, and they were like, Well, that's good because in this industry that just reiterated basically what you said, it's so important to be on time versus perfection. That can be fleshed out later, like after, you know, but if you miss that first deadline of review, then it's just going to push everything back. And there's probably going to be other changes that still need to be made. Right. Yeah, perfections can be a downfall. I mean, if you're mm-hmm. just then, you're just, I don't think you're ever going to be happy with your final outcome. I feel like the kind of person who goes into this field is also often detail oriented and mm-hmm. then that becomes like a never ending cycle of of fixing. Yeah. So high quality is important, yes. but being timely just as important. <laughs> yes, of course. Um, Rebecca, you had mentioned talking about um, soft skills that you know maybe you can improve throughout your career and I'm wondering if there are any skills that um, either of you initially struggled with maybe earlier on in your career? Um, 
Um, I don't know. I, maybe like adaptability, you know, just being able to pivot, um, you know, from one project to the next. Like you mentioned, you know, in our day-to-day, we can, you know, have our projects and, you know, know our deadlines and then all of a sudden like something hot will like, you know, Displace everything. Exactly. Um, and just having that ability to be able to pivot and, um, you know, and juggle those projects, you know, and still keep those deadlines in the air um, and meet them, but, you know, address whatever fire, because there's always a fire to put out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think, you know, that's something that I've definitely developed, um, you know, over even just being here for the last um, two and a half years. How have you developed it? Um, I, for me, I think it's through experience. And, um, you know, um, I, I did have, I mean, I can recall, I think it was maybe after being here a year and having um, a project that kind of did go off the rails. And it wasn't, you know, I wrote it for the client thinking, you know, we'd done the interview and um, thought that we had met his objectives and um, should have probably been like more, you know, on the follow-up end, you know, but of course facing other deadlines, I let it kind of fall. And then he came back and said it wasn't anything to do with, you know, the topic. (laughs) So, um, you know, I like turned my attention to hit like that and, you know, um, maybe let other projects slide just to make sure that it was perfection that he wanted um so i, I kind of learned the hard way you know i would say <laughs> about <laughs> those mistakes that you don't make very many times right um you know now i think yeah you know i try to be make sure that, you know i'm active listening like when you know they're saying that you know these are the things that you want to focus on but then also not losing you know focus of other projects in you know in light of something that might be more difficult. I feel like the thing that helps you get better at that is really successes. Like you avoid what was painful in the future, but also the more success you have, the more you can relax and you know that it can be done and that way you get it done faster, more efficiently. The thing I struggled with was different and I still do, but I think it's so driven by your personality. What's easy for some is hard for others. Like it's Uh, Some people struggle even to get to work on time. Like just being timely is harder depending on your personality and what your um, situation is. But I struggle with being direct and I struggle a lot with it in the beginning, which laps over so it's not totally respectful. Um, It's especially not respectful of other people's time. If you have to beat around the bush to get to your point, that becomes like a headache for your coworkers and your clients. And that's something that I had to get better at. And the strategy to get better at it that worked for me was to um, capitalize on the people that don't let you get away with it and spend more time with people who will call you on it. Um, It gets that feedback. Like we all have our areas of weakness Um, professionally interpersonally that's like we're all built differently there's beauty in that but if you cultivate relationships where people will be truthful with you like you know who the people are in your life who will be like yeah you're not great at that those people are gold because they will help you grow 
So don't shy away from the people who will tell it to you like it really is. Mm-hmm. That's my advice. That's good advice. That's also surprising because I feel like everything you say is very direct and to the point and you know. Well, you can thank Mr. Tom Brannigan for some of that oh, that's because awesome. he does not like the beating around the bush. <laughs> so you grow together like your family helps you too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So I guess we talked about skills that young professionals commonly overlook, right? Did, I don't know. We kind of did. Yeah, I think the, do we have a little punch list? Um, focusing on your personal brand, being polished, uh, listening to and working in the company's rules about attire and that kind of thing, being prepared, jumping in, active listening. So I guess based on that and what you guys had just said about how you focus, how you improved on um, improving you know, the skills that maybe you struggled with in the beginning, what, are, um, what is some advice that you would have for someone struggling with soft skills like those that you just named? I mean, I would say, you know, seek advice from, you know, other colleagues or your um, supervisor, you know, I mean, always, you know, what can I do to improve what, you know, I mean, not just like waiting for your annual review um, and then being like surprised, like, (laughs) (laughs) what? (laughs) Um, You know, just constantly seeking out, you know, ways to improve. and not taking it personally, yeah. like actually wanting. I feel like there's a difference between seeking it out because you know you should and actually wanting it. Like be a person who wants the criticism so that you can improve. That kind of living is so much more effective. You'll get more of what you want. You'll be happier. The people around you will get more of what they want. It's just a win-win. Mm-hmm. So Going back to active listening, um, are there any tips that you would have on how to improve that for someone maybe that's struggling there? I think Rebecca's tip is the most important. Bring your pen and paper. I don't want to sound too old school, but in the digital age, we all have our phone and we all have um, notes and calendar things on there. Just show up to everything with paper and pen. It keeps you engaged. It keeps you aware that you're there for more than a passive role. Um, and then don't forget, this sounds like, um, I don't know, it might be too soundbitey, but really what you're after in the workplace and um, in your personal relationships is excellence. Your own excellence, the organization's excellence. Um, you want to be promotable, not just because you want to, to succeed in your career, but because you want to be valuable and you want your organization to do the best work that it can. Um, that involves being respectful and diligent. And if you incorporate all of that stuff into every meeting you go to, the, you can't help but succeed because your ideas and your um, individual gifts will rise out of that. But if you get passive, then all of your gifts are wasted because you're, you're not bringing them out to the room. So it's important. I think Kathleen has said this many times, but showing up. Right, so. Like real showing up. Yeah, Yeah, she does say that, and she does it with that sparkle. It makes you, yeah. I've heard her say it a lot, and it's always a good reminder because it is so easy, oh my gosh, 
first of all, I can't take notes on my computer. And when I do, they get lost and jumbled. And I'm so, I love to write everything down. So whenever I forget a pen and paper, it's not good. So I try to always remember that. It's not everybody's jam, but I feel like it, it elevates anyone. Yeah. Like when you do it, you're better than when you don't. Mm-hmm. So. I think it also makes the client feel valued too when you know they see that you are engaged and you know. Um, That's so true. Yeah. Well, not I only the client, I think everyone you're around, mm-hmm. just whoever I don't know personally as a, like a um, junior junior leader, jun- not junior leader, junior staff member. Is that the correct terminology? I don't know that you're junior anymore, <laughs> Grace. <laughs> Okay, as an assistant account executive, <laughs> um, you know, when you're when I'm working with Emma and she's writing things down that I'm saying, I feel valued too. And that's someone that is, you know, above me in their career, but is still, I can see that is actively listening and it's not just going in one ear and going out the other. Yeah, showing up. I like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's our show. Thank you, Sally, and thank you, Rebecca, for taking the time to do this as well. Thanks for having us. It was fun for inviting us. Thank you all for listening. Um, If you liked what you heard, please rate, review, subscribe on all podcast channels, wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. Thank you. Thank you.